Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. As I get to the top of the stairs, I was hit with a blast of cold air, just like it was like getting cold water thrown on you you just like <gasps> and I, I screamed I mean just instinctually <laughs> and all of a sudden two young boys rushed by me and one of the guys was chasing the other they stopped in front of my door, and the one who was chasing, just his hand went up. And before anything else happened, they vanished. I had never experienced anything like it. And I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I wouldn't go near my room. I went into total defense mode. So I ran downstairs. I couldn't even be in the house, really, at this point, by myself. So I just went outside, and I just sat, and I waited for my roommate to come home. This is uh, Shine Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron Brady here, and it is Monday, August 26, 2019, episode 207. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And Britt, looking lovely as ever. Found my apples, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got sliced apples today. But uh, as far as announcements are concerned, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat. We're going to do listener stories. Uh, we're going to put a big dent in this backlog, I think, uh, this coming month. We just have too many. But uh, keep on sending them in for you guys out there who want to tell your story for the world to listen to. Merely send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode, as always. Other than that, uh, Labor Day weekend is coming up here in the States, so you guys out there, if I don't get to speak with you again, 
be sure to be safe out there. No drinking and driving now. Don't do that. Not good. <laughs> but yeah, enjoy your family and friends. Enjoy your uh, grilling. Whatever you're going to do. It's always a good time. And so I think that's it, Britt. Yeah. Yeah, let's just get right down to it. You know what that means. Come on, say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two. The story didn't fall me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are on. It's still hot over here in the States, although it's cool enough at night. Go ahead and grab a beanbag out of the corner there. Find an empty spot on the floor, and make sure you grab a popsicle. We've got a ton of popsicles in the freezer over there. Grab one and make yourself at home, and I'm going to get behind my desk as usual. Okay, Britt, pack it. Thank you. What do we got here? Oh, we got we got a lot of short ones today, guys. It looks like one medium one. Well, that's fine. That's another thing for you guys who are sending in your stories. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be medium. You know, there's no there's no limit. Uh, we get a lot of nice uh, short stories. I mean, really interesting stuff. So it doesn't really matter. Don't worry about it. And with that, let me take a sip of my green tea. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, always so good, so good. All right, let's see here, the first one. This one is called The Woods, and it's by Brandon. Okay, Brandon, let's see what you got, man. Growing up as a child in western Massachusetts, I have always been interested in nature. Most of my afternoons are comprised of feeding the squirrels and birds on our property, occasionally taking wildlife pictures, and spending hours at a time alone observing the activity in my backyard woods. I've never exactly held an opinion on paranormal phenomena. I had my first personal experience with what I refer to as a ghost or a spirit. After leaving some peanut butter crackers that I had made underneath one of the trees in our backyard, I sat down on the grass and began to observe my surroundings, becoming completely oblivious to time itself. That particular day had been very breezy, and the treetops and the woods were in full movement. A few minutes had passed by when something that I cannot explain caught my eye. A translucent figure had emerged from behind one of the tall pine trees in the woods. It did not have any facial features, but was simply the outline of a human being. Its body somewhat absorbed sunlight, giving it a shimmering effect. One of its arms was visible as it took a few steps before disappearing into thin air. I was completely in awe for several minutes until my mind had accepted into reality what I had just saw. I am not sure if these things only appear to those who have great respect for nature and pay attention to it, but it felt as if it wanted to show itself to me. Throughout the short duration of my experience, I never once felt frightened. I do consider myself special to have witnessed something like this. I love the podcast. And that's it. Hey, Brandon, thank you uh, very much for sharing that. That's a cool story, short and sweet. Yeah, you never had an opinion on the paranormal. You know what I find interesting is that I bet probably all cultures, if not most from around the world, have some sort of you know story about protectors of the woods, wood spirits. Especially here, um, the Native American Indians, they have a lot of stories about that. As far as you uh, being special to have witnesses, yeah, you are. <laughs> Most people don't get to see something like that. And 
it seems like uh, like you said you spend a lot of time in the woods uh, you feed the animals you take pictures of the animals sometimes and so you know all the sounds and the movements and it sounds like this is the first time you've seen anything like that you know you know you just know the woods nothing tricks your eye so yeah that's pretty cool who knows it could be hey thank you again for uh, sharing that that's very cool all right what do we got next yeah we get very few stories about wood spirits i think there was one native american that sent in uh uh, a story a while back and he was he was in the it was uh it was snowing he was up in the trails up in the mountains and he sees something like that it's pretty interesting all right this one is uh by radical and it's called the visit okay radical yeah let's see what you got man i was seven or eight i lived with my mother father and little brother my father was in the military, U.S. Army, and my mother was unemployed. We lived on the military base in Kansas. My mother told my brother and I that we were going to Mississippi to visit our family. At the time, my father was deployed overseas in Kuwait, or somewhere in the Middle East. He was part of the first operation in Iraq. The day before we made the trip to Mississippi, my mother, along with my brother and I, stayed at a friend's house. This friend was Miss Tina, as we called her. She also stayed on the same base as we did. Miss Tina had two daughters. One was 16, the other was seven. Miss Tina had a husband and he was also deployed overseas. So we had two boys and four girls under one roof that day. That night, I stayed with a younger daughter in her room. She had a bunk bed in which I stayed on the bottom bunk. Now, this room was a typical girl's room, pink with a lot of Barbie stuff. We had gone to bed with the lights on. I was seven or eight, so it was necessary. In the middle of the night, I woke up. When I slowly opened my eyes, I saw a tall figure standing under the light. I could not see any features of this figure other than it was tall and thin. Without thinking, I just closed my eyes and fell back asleep. The next morning, I had remembered what had happened. I asked my mother and Miss Tina if they were in the room last night. They laughed with their answer, which was no. I pondered that moment, realizing that this figure was tall. Nobody in the house was over 5'1". The figure was unnaturally dark in a lit pink room. I have never had this happen since. I have never mentioned this to my mother since. Do you think I should talk to her about it now and I am older or... Should I put it off? Thanks for the podcast. And that's from Radical. Radical, thank you very much for sharing. I would say, yeah, go ahead and ask your mom. Or if you can get a hold of Miss Tina, she actually lives there. Um, we get quite a few stories like this years later when you're older and you talk to your parents, or in this case, um, or, you know, uh, an old roommate when you had odd things happening at a apartment or wherever you guys were renting you'd be surprised what they may say they may not mention it either or in this case uh, sometimes parents they see things but they don't tell you know the children because they don't want to spook the children and you might be surprised what your mom might say she might say yeah or she might say no i've never seen anything if you can get a hold of miss tina uh, she would be the one i would talk to yeah 
Hey, thank you very much for that story. Sounds like a, a shadow person, huh? We get that a lot. Darker than dark, unnaturally dark. In a lit room, even. Hmm. Thanks again. Alright. What do we got next? This one is by Spirit Guy. And it's titled The Spirit Boy. Okay, Spirit Guy. Let's see what you got, man. I always believed in the paranormal. And this is the only experience I have had in my life so far. And I thought that I would share this experience with you. This happened in 2009 when I was 11 or 12 years old. Me and my mother and her now ex-partner came back home after going out shopping. While my parents were unpacking the food, I was in the living room sitting on the couch. The TV was off. I always have quite a vivid imagination and ever since I knew spirits exist, I am always scared of them, even to this day. I, however, also have a very strong interest in spirits, but this experience I had is definitely not my imagination. I then looked at the TV. I was staring at it, and after a few moments I saw something moving slowly across the screen as if it was walking. It looked like a shadow in the shape of a boy. At first I thought there was someone behind me, so I looked behind me and no one was there. I then looked back at the TV to find the shadow disappearing on the other side of the TV. Even though some people might not think a shadow moving across the TV is scary, it scared me. To the point I became nervous and became a little paranoid. As I found out a couple of years later, I lived at a different house at this time, my mother is quite psychic, and she told me that while we lived at the other house, she sensed that there was a spirit of a boy that was not necessarily in that house, but on the street outside in general. I then told her about the experience I had regarding the boy's shadow moving across the screen, and she believed me. That was the only real experience I had regarding the paranormal. And that's from Spirit Guy. Spirit Guy, thank you very much for sharing that. Interesting, huh? I love these. Uh, we get quite a few of these... Uh, Again, like I said, like I mentioned in the previous story, uh, your mom, all of a sudden, for some odd reason, you're, you guys moved, and it's years later, and she tells you about what she thought about the other house, and you never told her the story. She mentions about, you know, she thought there's like a little boy around there, and then you tell her about, hey, I thought I saw a little boy's shadow move across the living room one day. Interesting stuff, and you haven't, that's your only real experience, too. Never experienced anything else. Well, sometimes it happens that way. You know, head scratchers, like Terry from Texas says. Hey, thank you very much, Spirit Guy. Loved it. All right. Man, my mouth is getting dry. Let me have uh, another sip of my green tea. One moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stuff. This one is by Sassy, and it's titled The Closet. Okay, Sassy. Let's see what you got, man. It was summer break, and my mom had to go to work, so my aunt came over to watch my sister and I. I was around eight years old, and my cousin a year younger. My sister almost four years older than me. It was really hot outside, so we decided to play inside. We settled on hide-and-seek. My sister said that she would seek first. Once she started counting, we quietly sneaked upstairs. We wanted to hide on a shelf or a ledge on the left side of the closet. 
So you wouldn't think to check there right away, plus you wouldn't see us there just by opening the door. So we settled with hiding in the back behind the clothes and shoes. As we waited for her to come upstairs, we heard something to the right of us. It was a little sound like something shifted, but a little different. We ignored it because we heard the door to the upstairs open. We heard the sound again, but once again ignored it. We heard her enter the room and struggled not to laugh. Her shoes blocked the light coming from the creek under the door. She stood there for a moment, then we heard her lock the door. We jumped up and yelled for her to open the door. The knob would turn, but the door would not budge. We kept telling her to let us out, and that we had heard her lock the door. She said that she didn't lock it, and that it's not locked. She thought we were holding onto the knob, not letting her open it. Finally, we all realized the door was stuck. We were pushing, and she was pulling. She turned the lock a couple of times to make sure it wasn't locked. She was about to go get my aunt, and then all of a sudden, the door opened. At this point, no one was touching the door. We ran out of the closet. We all stood there scared and puzzled. All the doors on the inside of the house are easy to open, especially the upstairs closet doors. Most of the time, they won't stay closed unless you lock them. We never hid in the closet again. Later that night, we had my dad check the door. He did all kinds of different work. If there was a problem with the door, he'd be able to figure it out. He couldn't find anything wrong with the door. And that's from Sassy. Sassy, <laughs> thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, that's not uncommon. You know, I've read a lot of stories where uh, doors just won't open. And then all of a sudden... You know, all of a sudden, at one point in time, it opens easily, as if something was holding it closed. Yeah, I get that a lot. Hmm. That would have scared me. I wonder what was in there. And I wonder if you experienced anything else in your house, because you live there, right? I wonder if that was the first time. Hmm. Yeah, that would have spooked me. Uh, I'm somewhat claustrophobic. <laughs> I don't think I would like to be trapped in the closet. I don't, I don't, it sounds like a big closet, but I don't know. Yeah, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, sometimes spirits, they play tricks on you, too. I read that all the time. Okay, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Week, and it's called Shala Incident. Okay, Week, let's see what you got, man. A little something about me. I've been living in Singapore all my life and believe I was spiritually inclined when I was younger, but has since tuned most of my sensing abilities out as I grew older, mostly due to my late grandmother bringing me to a temple medium. Nowadays I can only sense stuff if they are strongly advertising their presence. This happened about seven years ago when I was a diploma student. My diploma tutorial class were having a class in a shala at Aloha Pasiris, which is locally renowned for being haunted. It was a three-day, two-night stay over. Uh, the size of the shala is pretty big for Singapore standards. Single level, four individual bedrooms with attached bathrooms, a common living room with the kitchen beside it. The living room had four sides. The north side leads past sliding doors to the barbecue pit facing Pasiris Beach. 
south side is a walkway that leads to the bedrooms and main door. At west side is a kitchen and attached toilet, and east side is just a wall with a television set. Nothing of note happened that first night with the entire class having barbecue and general fun. We were visited on the second night when most of my classmates went home and only my clique of friends stayed. I was at the barbecue pit chatting with one of my mates, Jay, and the rest of my friends were in the bedrooms. Our attention was distracted by a police car patrolling the beach and our eyes were focused on the car as it moved from our left to the right. As our eyes followed the patrol car to the right, we happened to see the single window of the last bedroom adjacent to the living room facing the barbecue pit and beach. Jay and I both saw that the curtain of the window was shifted to the side and we could see a human face looking at us. Thinking it was just one of our nosy friends, we ignored that person. An hour later, we went to that room and were told by our friends that no one was at the window. They had been playing cards the entire time and the window curtain was closed the entire time as well. Feeling uneasy, I decided not to sleep in that room that night and instead stayed up playing card games and such with my friends until early hours of the morning. I left them sleeping in the room and went out to the living room to catch a nap on the couch. It was already near 7 a.m. at that time. I was barely napping for less than half an hour when I heard distinct footsteps walking down the walkway to the foot of my couch. Peeking through my eyelids, it was just another one of my friends, S, who asked why I was sleeping on the couch instead of the bedroom. I told her something vague and continued napping while she returned to her room. Minutes later, I heard distinct footsteps again walking to my couch. Thinking that it was my friend checking on me again, I ignored it and continued trying to sleep. The footsteps moved away from the end of my couch and continued into the kitchen. At this point, I simply thought my friend was taking a drink. But after the footsteps moved into the kitchen, there was no other sounds. Thinking that my friend may need some help, I opened my eyes and walked over to the kitchen, only to find no one there. And I checked the attached toilet to be sure, and there was no one there either. It was already daytime at around 7.30 a.m., and I wasn't hallucinating. Uh, P.S. There was no malice from these entities. I believe they were just making their presence known. And that's from Week. Week. Thank you very much for sharing that. Interesting stuff. Singapore, huh? Yeah, you guys out there, if you wonder what a shala is, it's like a, a beach house. It's made of wood, and, um, you know, the roof kind of overhangs a little bit. So it's like a small old beach house, but this one sounds pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, Shala. And, uh, yeah, you're right. This is your classic haunting. And uh, many a time, sometimes uh, these things, they just want to let you know that they're there. And that's it. Uh, they're not always bad, guys. Yeah, a lot of people think uh, they're all demons. No, they're not demons. Uh, don't know really what they are yet, but uh, it sounds like it didn't mean you any harm. And it's uh, letting you know it's there. Yeah, thank you for sharing that again. All right. Is that it, Britt? Okay, that's it. That's all we have today, guys. A bunch of short stories. I loved them. Thank you again, uh, everyone out there who submits. And as a reminder, just uh, send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. Also, remember, 
brand new uh, episode uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, Aaron's Heart Show with Aaron Frail. And Wednesday, Terry is back with Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And as you guys well know, Thursday, every other Thursday is the same man lullaby, so there won't be one this week. He put out an episode last week. So if you missed that, go check it out. And as always, we're flattered that you come here and listen to us, uh, to the RPA Network. Uh, thank you very much. Very kind of you. And also to our premium members. Thank you for uh, supporting RPA. It pays the bills. If you guys want to support us, uh, you can get membership for a premium membership. It's only $3.99 a month. You can cancel any time. And you get all the previous RPA bonus episodes, listener story episodes, interview episodes. We've even done... Uh, folklore stories from other countries from around the world and those are in uh, audiobook format and we have a little bit over 33 audiobooks of folklore so you get hours and hours and hours and hours of content when we think three dollars and 99 cents is a very very fair price and it helps to support the show and pay the bills so thank you very much and so I am calling it, as always. The show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. Thank you, and good night.